and welcome to the Fight to Fight with me, Holly Donovan. And today we have a very special guest, someone who I'm really excited about as well. Um, so, uh, please welcome two times former world champion, first ever Scottish female world champion as well. We have Hannah Rankin. Hello. Hello. Lovely to see you. You too. How are you? How are you doing? Doing really well, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just got back from training. So yeah, fe feeling good and uh, working hard at the moment in the gym. So yeah, I'm in a good That's mood. Good. Oh, good. I'm very, very glad. I'm so, so sorry that you're like, come home knackered and then you're like, <laughs> doing an interview. It's fine. All part of it. All part of it. Yeah. I want to start by saying congratulations. You know, you're two-time former world champion. I'm pretty sure you're going to go for a third this year. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and I love the fact that you did it in Scotland. Um, you retained it in Scotland as well. Yeah. Um, how does it feel? You're written down in history forever. How does that feel? Do you know what? That is still probably one of my, my biggest achievements, actually, to be to be actually in the history books for Scotland as their first ever female world champion. And that can never be changed. No one can ever now do it before me or anything like that. So it's kind of uh, it's quite a special thing to be able to say. Um, but like I always say, my dad likes to bring my dad to earth. And he's like, well, at least you're the answer to a pub quiz question, Hannah. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Dad. You know, slightly momentum. <laughs> But I'm a pub, I'll answer a pub quiz, so it's yeah. good. It's all right. Top marks of pub quiz, that's fine. Yeah, but I'm really, I'm really, really proud. And the fact that I got to defend my two world titles at home and headline at the Hydro, that's probably a very close second to being such a special moment for me because first female to do that and obviously following the likes of Ricky Burns, Josh Taylor, two people that I totally idolise in Scotland. Um, so, yeah, I was very proud about that. And we had such an amazing turnout for that fight. And yeah. a whole plethora of people came, you know, it was a really different sort of um, attendance for the fight. We had lots yeah. of young girls, young young boys and girls. We had grands, mums, daughters, the whole lot. There was a lot more women there and it was yeah. a, a really special, special night. So those two things for me and doing it for Scotland. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Oh, it's incredible. I also heard that you used to work at the SS Arena. Is that right? <laughs> you used to pull pints there. Yeah, I did. And it was really, really a very surreal moment when I was walking over there as the champion to defend my world titles. And I was like, I used to rock up here for like the Arctic monkeys, work on like <laughs> 30 man bars, pulling pints of people. And it's crazy where you can go from to, you know, yeah. what you can do in a few years, you know. You just be reminded of that. Did someone pull you a, you a pint afterwards? <laughs> yeah, I do that. I don't really drink, so like, oh, no. um, but um, yeah, no, it was. Uh, I got given a, a champagne toast afterwards. It was very nice, actually, from everybody. So, oh, that's amazing. I love it. I love it. I want to talk about your last fight as well, because I know it obviously didn't go your way. However, what a fight! It was, you know, it still deserves congratulating because, you know, we're at this point now where women's boxing, everyone's looking out for it. And every time there's a fight like that, it's proving, you know, it's proving a point. Look how brilliant this is. Yeah. And um, how, how did you find that fight? So for me, it's a really tricky one, obviously. Um, probably okay to talk about it now. But yeah. uh, after the fight with Alejandra in Scotland and her going to hospital, um, it was a really difficult thing for me to deal with. And, you know, I, I, I've always been that person. I'll just push on, work for it. Let's go. We'll go and do another fight. And, you know, because it was an amazing night for me. But obviously the downside of it was Alejandra being in hospital. Yeah. And, um, you know... I had to deal with all of that. And then by the time we got to fight week and stuff with Terry and things, and I walked out on fight night and I was like, not ready to be here. 
Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that until the night, you know, and, uh, you know, that wasn't me in the ring on fight night. And I gave it my all, gave it everything, but it wasn't truly like a real representat representation of Hannah Rankin yeah. on the night. And so for me, it was devastating to lose my titles. Um, but, you know, they say hindsight is like a wonderful thing and all that. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> you learn so much from these things. And like, I've always been about that, you know, learn from every experience that you, you have because then you can build on it. So like, obviously this year for me is a big year. I want to, you know, go back and get my world titles back. I'll hopefully have a rematch with Terry Harper. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of things there, but I've heard a lot of people say it was a great fight. Um, and it's funny, obviously being the person in there, you yeah. know, you can't really appreciate that, but I'm, I'm glad yeah. people enjoyed it. Absolutely. Do you think that it held you back slightly? Were you scared to use your power? Were you, did something- I don't think it was that. I think it was a, it's more of a, you know, they say boxing is like a mental thing, isn't it? It's like 90% yeah. mental. So like, you know, everything gone well in training. My, you know, I had fantastic camp. I was ticking all my boxes and everything. Yeah, you look great. <laughs> yeah, no, I felt I felt good uh, all the way up until it. And then, you know, on, on that week, I said, you know, there was a lot of pressure on me and, you know, a few little demons from that last fight, which came came out for me. And so I think it was more. Yeah, it it didn't allow me to showcase really, truly what I can do in the ring. I was a bit kind of stilted in it and stuff and, and a bit kind of. Ugh. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, I, you know, that's why this year is going to be a big year for me because I, I, I managed to like understand where that all came from and mm -hmm. I'm, able to, I'm now able to move on and like push yeah. forward and go and get what I want so absolutely it's that mental game as well and I think people don't appreciate you know how how much your brain has to be in sync with your body oh absolutely yeah. and that's the thing with boxing that's probably one of the hardest things is like if you're like you can be in the best shape of your life but if you're mentally not fully prepared or fully ready to be in there then nothing's going to help you until you're mentally ready to be doing that so yeah and boxing is a hard sport as well because like if you think you're going to get hit you probably get probably hit well. <laughs> <laughs> like so really. yeah. it's all about commitment and you know and being confident in what you're doing and stuff like that so yeah. uh, the mental side of, of boxing is huge and it's why a lot of people struggle when they finish the sport as well because we have such incredible highs as boxers yeah. you yeah. know like, it, it, there's nothing in the world compares to getting your arm raised as a world champion. Like there is nothing out there. I mean, the closest thing for me is probably musically um, a huge concert in a very famous concert hall with a famous conductor and a big yeah. night and it just going well. It's that same sort of adrenaline excitement yeah. and buzz. But um, yeah, it means that when you finish boxing, you're still looking for that. So you've got to have lots of things in place. But yeah, yeah. the mental side of it is a big, big side of boxing. It's like it needs to be fed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to keep it going or it'll just crumble. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I would love to rewind and go back to how it all began. Because um, I know you came to boxing quite late, but, yeah. but you had martial arts experience. Um, so so talk to me. What, how, what came first? How did it come about? So... <sighs> um I I did some taekwondo when I was a kid me and my sisters we we all got put into taekwondo classes my mom was brilliant she always gave us opportunities to go and do clubs after school try things out but she had really strict rules on it she was like if you're gonna do it because we lived in the middle of nowhere it meant that she was our taxi basically oh, okay, so yeah. she was like if you're gonna do anything I want you to commit to it for a yeah. good amount of time so we all got put into taekwondo and i think also it was her way of like allowing me and my sisters to fight 
under the supervision of someone else um but I absolutely love taekwondo I love like the discipline of it like also the fact that you're always learning new things growing and and everything like that it just gave me such confidence when I was younger um but I went into my music career uh ended up going on to principal study bassoon at the Royal Conservatoire of Glasgow uh in Scotland and then also came down to World Academy of Music to do my master's. Now, it wasn't until I came back down here to do my master's that I decided to get back involved with combat sports for fitness. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I stopped Taekwondo when I was probably about 12, 13 because of my music and stuff. I was actually really yeah. focused on that. So I kind of regret it a little bit. Like, I wish oh. I'd gone on to see where I could have gone. But yeah it's one of those things which it kind of prepared me for life you know loads of different things like the the discipline that's involved in a combat sport and yeah. um, that sort of teamwork element and working with your coach and stuff that those things that will teach you things for for the future so it was yeah. a great starting point um yeah. when I came back to it when I moved down here for my master's um I came back into gym box because I, I, I okay. specifically picked the gym because I was like yeah. oh they do Thai boxing you know yeah. they do things like that so I was like okay well I'll go there do combat yeah. so I got there met my coach Noel Callan uh, also met Derek Sweet D Williams who was my very first manager okay. um, and he uh, they they got me into boxing I just totally fell in love with it um, but at the same time I was dealing with a sort of a personal situation with my mum. She got diagnosed with cancer after my first term down here. So, yeah, so it was a really difficult time. And unfortunately, she passed away six months later. And it was such a quick, a a quick time for me. Like, you know, like suddenly she was sick and then she was gone, you know. And boxing at that point in time became a, a huge kind of, I don't know release for me and and yeah. sort of a support network of people that weren't my family or people that knew me because yeah. my mom was very much involved in my music career so yeah. you know so for me it was very difficult and uh boxing kind of was was there for me and it, it kind of saved me in a really dark yeah. time in my life so yeah I think when I when I started to really get into it I wanted to give as much back to it as possible so yeah. I got into doing some white collar fights uh raised money for charity yeah. I wanted to take it further um and I think even now at this point kind of 18 19 fights in I still I still see it as what can I give back to boxing you know what can I you? yeah yeah so much for me and you know if, if that hadn't happened I probably would never be in boxing so it's one of those kind of bittersweet yeah. things but my mom never saw me fight so um wow. for me it's kind of like every time I go out in the ring I represent her you know and uh that's why it, I, I'm so attached to it and like so emotionally involved in what I do yeah. so yeah no that that's how I got into boxing that was in my early 20s uh, um and just found a passion for it and loved it and uh yeah just that's, that's what incredible. I'm yeah, thank yeah. you so much for sharing that that must be like I mean was there a place to put your frustration were you angry I was angry yeah yeah I was angry because my mum had worked so hard, like with us three kids, like I've got two younger sisters, all three of us really independent uh, young women. We all, we're all working in actually male dominated environments. They're both in farming, like my parents. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm in uh, boxing, of course. So um, it's definitely one of those things where like I was so frustrated and, and annoyed because 
she she didn't drink heavily she didn't smoke she had a really good diet she was a very healthy person and yeah. for her to get cancer and then to die from it was just it's like the ultimate kick in the teeth for somebody yeah. who lives their life really well and is a great person yeah so for me I was really angry and, and boxing was there it was a one time where I could like work out so much like this for a split second be so tired I couldn't forget oh, I could goodness. forget everything yeah so yeah it was um yeah it was definitely a difficult time and I think a lot of people find boxing a, a difficult time in their life yeah, yeah and it's one sure. of those things and and that's why I'm such a big advocate for it being taught to young kids and mm. maybe getting into schools and they're, they're thinking about doing some in prisons as well here in the UK which is amazing yeah absolutely yeah there's so that much place. you can do for people yeah so, Oh, that's incredible. It's that outlet, isn't it? And yeah. yeah. How did you manage to uh, go? Well, I guess I guess you never stopped doing the music, but no. I can imagine that being really difficult because obviously I find music very emotive and struggling with, with, with memories and emotion. How, did you like separate it or did, did the boxing help you go back into the music? So I'm um, all the way through my mom being sick and me actually starting boxing and um, she wouldn't let me not go to uni so like she was so yes. proud that I got a place at the World Academy of Music I was the only bassoonist yes. to be accepted in my year for masters so it was a, a massive thing and so I wasn't allowed to not go but yeah. my staff the staff and the teachers at the World Academy of Music are amazing people they totally took it like took me under their wing they knew that I was going to be under pressure probably quite emotional a lot of the time but they still supported me and gave me everything I needed to do to like be successful, which I, I can't really thank them enough for. And it's, yeah. it's nice for me. I think this coming year, I've got an opportunity to go back and speak to students at the academy. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I'm really excited yeah. about that. Um, but yeah, so they were great at that time. And it was just, um, yeah, it was good. I had to finish my master's. Yeah. So I'm still, I was still doing my master's and my degree when I started still doing that. <laughs> Yeah, but for my very final recital, my uh, coach, Noel Callan, he, because I used to suffer quite badly from performance anxiety. It was something that I struggled with for solo playing. Yeah. Um, I really struggled to actually talk to people. <laughs> like, oh, wow, you're doing great. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? If you told me I could do this stuff now, 15 years ago, I would be, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. Um, so now, like, so I did lots of work on, like, my confidence, but boxing gave me a confidence to perform. Yeah. It gave me confidence to go out on stage. And for my final recital, my coach, he came and we ran it like a boxing match. So, oh, right. yeah, so we did the, the pre-prep in the corner. So out, outside before we went on stage, did yeah. the breathing, the talking, we chatted through it. I went out, played my first piece, came back, came off stage after the first piece. We had some water, like it would be in a <laughs> Yeah. And do you know what? It's probably one of the best performances I ever did. And so boxing's been that amazing kind of thing, which really boosted my performance abilities yeah. as a musician um, and gave me a real confidence uh, to enjoy being in the spotlight. And it yeah. is performing and doing what I love. Um, so I can't thank it enough for that as well, really. So oh, that's incredible. That is yeah. incredible. What about like um combinations? Like, uh, do you ever use like music rhythm to try and I know I think it was Joe Calzaghi, his dad, he was doing it as a musician. Do you do that as well? So when I first started, um, Noel used to uh, like when he was teaching me combinations and he wanted me to like, you know, really sync that body shot in or do that there. Yeah. He's like, put it to a rhythm in your head and then yeah. we'll do it again. And I learned a lot of my original sort of stuff by rhythms in my head that I could see, awesome. like, I could see the musical notes. Yeah. <laughs> like, rather, 
yeah and that, that's how I learned to start off with so it's, it is about rhythm and but sometimes now as I've got further into my career like I don't like to train with music it's not really what I like to do because I find that I listen to the beat and I listen yeah, to what you're in that like, yeah <laughs> yeah so it distracts me you know so uh, I tend to people find it strange but I tend to train in silence and, and yeah. I just stuff but it's just because of my background I think yeah no I completely understand that yeah, yeah. it's like if it's music you're in the music <laughs> how can you <laughs> I like music when I'm running I like it if yeah. I'm doing SNC you know I, I do enjoy it but when I'm boxing and I'm trying to learn stuff and focus on it yeah. I'm like I can't I can't have that one as well <laughs> just no just no <laughs> how do you um so so how do you protect yourself because when I first saw about you I was like okay when I went to a boxing class, I hurt my hand. And then um, I'm a violinist, so I couldn't play the violin. And I was uh, like, okay. How, so I think about you. What? How do you protect yourself? Like, how do you make sure that, because I'm guessing you need your mouth, you need yeah. your hands. How do you do this? So um, obviously my embouchure, the shape of my mouth is really yeah. important. Um, and even now when I go back to doing concert stuff, I'll pre-prep for that concert much more than I ever would have done before because yeah. I'm not playing every single day. And your embouchure is, is a shape in your mouth, which actually it changes. If you're not playing all the time, it won't be the same. And, yeah. and you, you won't have the lip to play, which what we say is like, which means you, the muscle in your lip won't be able to won't actually perform. No, it won't, it dies. <laughs> um, and it's like, I try and explain this to people. It's like, if you're, if you're doing um, chin-ups in the gym, for example, yeah. right? then you stop doing it for like five weeks and then you come back and you'll never do the same amount as you were before. You just physically can't do it. So it's one of those things where you have to keep your lip in and it's the muscles in your face that actually get tired. Yeah. So I had proper, like, obviously for sparring and stuff, I always have a good gum shield, uh, yeah. you know, dentist gum shield so that everything's protected. Um, and you know, when I first started, I learned some defense first because obviously I said to my coach, I was like, no, I cannot, I cannot. Right. <laughs> um, but he's, bless him, he's been actually wrapping my hands like professionally since I started. Like I don't wear hand wraps, oh, never worn hand wraps. Um, but I started off when I first came to London and then after that, mm -hmm. when I started to go more into the boxing, he's like, well, wrap your hands. But it means that he's had loads of practice wrapping hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I get, I make um, hand wraps every kind of two weeks. Okay. Um, and so it's like the gauze ones. Yeah. And so then I'll, I'll cut them off and then I'll reuse them while I'm training and then I'll make them again. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's different ways of doing that. So that, that protects my hands. So I haven't yeah. um, only ever had like one or two hand problems, but they've healed up quite well. So it's fine. That's really good. You're super protected. It's yeah. not like you go into a sparring with like one of those American football helmets. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can't know I can't uh, people wear these like full face like yeah. uh, transformer <laughs> no you've got to be a boxer as well you know yeah oh absolutely that's awesome so you went into so you didn't go into amateurs uh instead straight into white collar um, yeah, so I should say here, caveat this with, I did white collar and then my coach, I wanted to take it to the next level and Noel was like, yeah. right, you go and join an amateur club. I was like, well, am I going to get to train with you still? He was like, well, I'm not an amateur coach. So no, you have to go to an amateur club. But I was like, well, I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because I, I'm, as a musician with all my teachers, you know, it's like, I wouldn't get rid of my teacher if they were doing great things for me. Yeah. Um, just because I wanted to go to a different place. It, yeah, it, it didn't sense. work like that. So for me, it made sense. And obviously starting the sport later, it, it would have been difficult going to an amateur club uh, in my early 20s. Yeah. 
they're a little bit different like yeah so I decided I was like no it's not broken I'm not going to fix it I said I want to stay with you so then I wanted to go professional uh so he was like well the only other option is professional so you'll have to we'll see if we can get uh, your license and stuff and he got his professional license to take me pro oh wow so we've done this right from the very beginning it's like literally from nothing to world champion that's so, amazing and you stuck with that same team as well like the whole journey so it's been, I've changed manager uh, obviously I work with Sam Kinnock these days yeah. Scottish uh, manager um it was a good connection for me to make for home obviously you know like yeah. and opportunities to buy a home um and but I've been with Noel all the way through and there's been people added to the team we've done stuff and like for um my strength and conditioning um and my sports science guy Andrew Usher he's based up in Dundee so yeah. he's been a recent addition to my team massive important part of my team like hugely important um Richard Farnan he's my cut man he's been my cut man from day one <laughs> yep so uh, he knows my face really really well yep so knows I hate getting Vaseline put on my face <laughs> <laughs> it does look horrible is it really uncomfortable that's gross <laughs> it's gross <laughs> horrible it's just <laughs> gross and horrible so but yeah no, and I've had him and then um Rich Williams uh former IBO Super World World Champion yeah. he's also part of my team as well and I train with him too so yeah it's a small tight-knit team yeah. and that's how it's always been even when I was in America and uh working with Mark Taffet and Dimitri Salita so that's yeah. it's always been a close team and that's yeah. how it that's awesome have yeah, you yeah. seen um I'm guessing you must have done seen a big change over time because when I guess when you first went pro there weren't so many female boxers kicking about no then, <laughs> I think there's about that, 27 of us yeah <laughs> How have you seen it change? How how has that helped or not helped? I don't know. It's been amazing, actually. Like this last couple of years, like 2022 was a massive year for women's boxing, like huge. Yeah. 2021 was the beginning of it. 2022, huge. This year is only going to be better as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Um, it's been incredible to see going from no women on the cards to oh why do you want to be a boxer you know we got you go and do anything else you need to be a boxer that's for boys yeah. to do all of that sort of stuff to changing now where we, we're like we're now household names yeah like you know yeah. and you see people are talking about the women on the card because we all rock up and we want to put on a show that's just how it is and we're so I think as well like we know it's a big platform we want to showcase our skills yeah and so we do and and because there's a smaller pool of women to men we end up having the bigger fights much more regularly than the guys do yeah absolutely. so the best fights the best all the time yeah. in the women's game and and that I, I'm glad to see that hasn't changed too much as it's got better and, and more popular. Yeah. Um, I think we're just not about waiting around, you know, <laughs> get, no. on, get on yeah. and have some good fights. And the thing is to be a fighter, you have to want to fight. And this is yes. something that I truly, truly do believe in. This is like, if you want to say that you're a fighter and a boxer, then you should want to fight people and you yeah. should want to fight against the best. If you want to be the best. Exactly. So I've always run that in my whole career and, you know, don't you can't say you want to be a fighter and then not fight people exactly <laughs> yeah and it's but, true yeah, yeah. the but women's game has out. been amazing and it's been a huge increase and now it's not called late <laughs> when i first started we used to call it lady boxing oh god oh god it's <laughs> <laughs> a strange phrase um oh, but, no. yeah i know oh, <laughs> um but it's good and i i'm pleased to see that people are back it now like when yeah. I first started, I always used to tell a story, but when I first started, like Noel used to phone 
like scaffolding companies or engineering those kind of companies that normally yeah. sponsor boxes yeah say, oh i've got this great fighter she oh we don't sponsor women oh what? that's where you used to get yeah. that all the time now fast forward five six years where i am yeah. now and people are so much more open to female fighters and I think also with women comes that extra bit of like I do a lot of outreach work I do a lot of um like I have another life outside of boxing that that what people want to know about um you know so it's quite good when you're working with businesses to see what you can offer them if you want to go and do classes for them or do talks or do that sort of thing like there's a whole other way of looking at it now and so it's not just seen as um female fighters that's a bit weird yeah you know? why are you doing that yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> absolutely what kind of outreach work are you doing is that like boxing and music or everything or so uh for music basically i have a wind quintet and we, we go in various formats sometimes it's trio quartet quintet it just depends who's around yeah uh, the coriolis quintet oh. and we work with live music now and they are a company that basically delivers interactive concerts inside uh, special educational needs schools or in care homes which that's is amazing. amazing part of my job actually which i really love so yeah. like, that's sort of a lot of work that we enjoy doing um so we go in we'll do an hour's interactive concert with the residents there um and it's quite nice when you're working with people who are living with alzheimer's and dementia because you know it can really sort of spark some real emotion yes, for them. Um, yes. it's fantastic so i love doing that um and i'm ambassador an ambassador for music for all charity so yeah that's my music side of things with boxing i work with boxwise i'm an ambassador for boxwise and uh they're a social enterprise um they have well i think it's 42 clubs in the uk now they started with four oh (laughs) wow that's awesome yeah yeah 42 all around the uk um and we run a program which is 10 weeks long so we use boxing to deliver and teach things like teamwork and discipline all of these things that you can apply in like education or life or in work going forward and at the end of it they graduate and and we give them options to be like right so if they need help into work or they need suggestions or support for higher education that's what we're there for yeah Um, and it's a real sort of from grassroots level to helping people um, and it's, it's all funded by the Nick Morn Foundation. Um, and Nick's an amazing guy. He's so such a nice guy. Um, and we've just set up in Uganda. Um, I set the first one up in South Africa. Um, I'm going to be setting up another two this year. Uh, another one in Africa and yeah. one in Brazil. So, wow. A really busy year for us. But we do everything yeah. from like, you know, we work with Ukrainian refugees. Um, yeah. We also work with... Uh, we have a disabilities one in in, um wales which is an amazing program actually and it's just fantastic to see the young people really develop through that that course it's amazing um boxing just that's what i mean it goes through so we do stuff for veterans anthony crawler works with the veterans group in manchester so yeah it's 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 really starting to take off and as it's going global it's going to become hopefully a full-time charity yeah at the moment it's fully funded by nick so the whole thing's paid for nice guy yeah yeah he pays for the gloves the water bottles the t-shirts the courses and the most important thing we have at the club is that young people get um, a meal every time they attend the class so we get we give them a hot meal 
And I think it's just so important, especially when you come into a community to support that aspect of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was such a, an eye-opener when we were in South Africa because um, I had made some really good connections when I fought there. Yeah. And um, we, we have a family gym that I'm quite friendly with. I feel like it's my second home. I love Cape Town. I really, oh, really that's amazing. It. Yeah. yeah. But the, we had a lot of, um, we had all girls for this one. So it was all young girls and all young women. Yeah. For the <laughs> groups. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so, and the woman, Alice, who runs, who owns the gym with her husband, Neville, and her son, um, they basically suggested it had to be all women because in South Africa, unfortunately, they have a real problem with um, gender-based violence. Yeah, absolutely. So we st- they wanted it just to be women because otherwise they wouldn't feel confident and we just yeah. saw these young women and young girls come come from some like abusive backgrounds, um, sexual abuse and things like that, and really just growing confidence the whole week. And that was the start of it. And they've now run three or four 10 week programs over there. And it's just been a huge success. So very, very proud of that. Very wow, proud of that. this is incredible. Yeah. And it just shows as well how like, you know, boxing saved you, it can save them, it can, it can transcend, it can just... It doesn't matter where yeah. you're and that's that's the most special thing about boxing yeah it doesn't matter what background you have where you come from who you are yeah what kind of, like, it doesn't matter if you want to turn up you want to put the work in and lace the gloves up that's it's there that's a good start yeah. it's there for anyone you know absolutely so, how do you yeah. fit it in it feels yeah. like you, you do loads how do you how do you fit this all in <laughs> well i think as a you know <laughs> Hmm. Uh, well <laughs> I would say that I am quite busy but I yeah. like it that way and also I'm very lucky to have um no problem. Um, I'm very yeah. lucky to, uh, very lucky to have Noel because he's super organized uh, he's like a super organized insanely organized person yeah. um, which sometimes makes me like I want to tear my hair out because he's that kind of anally organized yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to be honest like it's one of those massive things which is so important as a fighter you need somebody to help you be organized yeah because you're training twice a day you're recovering um and then you've got everything else to do um but you know as a team uh, like we, we're now a company um and there's so many things that we want to do with team ranking which is yeah. outside of just my fighting you know the, the box wise side of things as a world champion I feel like you have a voice and and you can yeah. give back to people yeah. so like for me to be at that sort of level now I can actually give back to communities and do things. So I think like, you know, if you're talking about legacy or what do you want to leave to the sport? That's what yeah. I want to do. I want to be a fighter, be a world champion again. And yeah. I also want to give back to other people and, and help people. And, and that's really what we're yeah. about with the team ranking team. So yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So let's, let's talk. I've realized I've, I've kept you for a while. <laughs> um, can I ask you about like what's next? So <laughs> got all the plans um with, with the charity work and then we're going for this third world title yeah. where do you fancy going to jessica, jessica mccaskill stealing her belts like where <laughs> where where would you like uh where would you like to put yourself <laughs> so um obviously at the moment the women's game is like this yeah, the just, um, but the super well, world <laughs> division is like on fire as is yeah. the world weight division so there's a lot of moving pieces happening yeah. all the time and this is what i say to people women's boxing is not like the guys no. like you can like literally go one weekend another fight somebody loses that wasn't expected to lose yeah. everything changes and suddenly you've got somebody else fighting for the belt and there's a new world champion next month yeah um, so like women's boxing is a lot more volatile than the guys it just changes all the time 
so you know like when you look at somebody like Cecilia Brackhouse when yeah. she had uh, like she was so successful for so long yeah it's incredible in the women's game <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so, so, yeah you know, that's amazing and she's actually come back to the super welterweight division so that's ah, yeah. I, I love. Um, yeah. but yeah no for me obviously I've got uh, a fight coming back uh, after my last fight so uh, that'll be on a de, on the zone on matchroom uh, okay. so I'm looking forward to hopefully showcasing some great skills and that and just getting back in the win column of course yeah but absolutely. I'm ranked in the top five with nearly all of the governing bodies I think yeah. all of them so for me it's going to be traversing myself to the opportunity to fight for world title again at the moment yeah. I'm saying it's super welterweight but I'm not adverse to going down to welterweight you know I can make yeah. it and uh, I'm actually big for the weight and you know it's one of those things this is like when the opportunity arises i'll take it you just take that's what i love about you i feel like you never duck a fight you're just like yep <laughs> what's the point like i said if you yeah. want to be a fighter, you've got a fight like that's yeah just exactly it. and you know i think it probably explains why one of my most favorite fighters of all time is arturo gatti you okay. know he was an incredible fighter yeah it didn't matter win lose or draw he was in an exciting fight and yeah. every everybody wanted to come watch him fight because he was an entertainer exactly um, yeah I, I always admire and i aspire aspire to be like you know i want people to want to come watch my fights because they know they're going to be exciting they yes. know it's going to be great yeah well you've done that you're like for me as a fan you've done that already and you're like yeah that'll be good <laughs> like it's those ones where you like take it off yeah i'll watch that one <laughs> <laughs> that'll be great oh thank you so much hannah you have been amazing and i I, I'm even more in awe after talking to you now with the amount that you do, the amount that you give back. And do you know what? You're going to be a world champion again this year and I'm just going to look forward to it. So <laughs> I can't wait, you know, and, and that's what I'm fully focused on just now. Um, but then we've got Brazil later on this year. Yeah. First project setting that up for the box wise, which is really exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, this is going to be a big year for me. A lot of people said, actually, it's funny. Um, someone said to me yesterday, 2023 is feeling like super positive year. Like already there's yeah. so many things happening and, and everybody's moving around. And I like to think of it like that. Loads of positive vibes. We've just hit the start of the year. So it's quite yeah. exciting. Absolutely. It's like January and already there are so many things that you can be excited about. And, and yeah. January sucks. I know. It's really <laughs> dull and horrible. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's skinned because they spent too much at Christmas. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And actually, this is a positive year. And I can't wait. And like you said about the female world as well, like yeah. it, it's just getting better and better and better. And you well, know, the first yeah. the matchroom cards on the fourth of February. Yes. Insane. It's like, just incredible. And you look at those cards. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, oh, and that never would have happened. Like when I first started watching boxing, I, I would struggle to find the female fights. Um, and I'd even be cross about it and be like, oh, I'm not watching that. It's no female. <laughs> so. Well, that card is really exciting because obviously Amanda Serrano's at the top. You've got yeah. Rampa Lee on it. Yeah. Um, I think Sky's on Sky Nicholson's yeah, she's on back, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jadesa Green, I think is. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's actually quite, it's quite like a bumper card for women, but yeah. it's so cool as that MSG. Like, like that's just epic. Yeah. For me, I almost got to fight at MSG and then we hit the pandemic. Um, no! It's still on my list of places that I want to fight, but I think it could be fire in the world was fight MSG. Was fight MSG. <laughs> but do you know what? You've earned it. Like you've done, you've got the CV. You've, you've had like really amazing fighters on there. Demand it. Who do you speak to? <laughs> I watched the <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's on my list of things. It's one of those things that I, I hope to manifest to, to, yeah. to this year. So, yeah. Absolutely. Visualise yeah. it. Visualise being in there. 
and then it will definitely happen oh thank, thank you. you so much hannah um, it was great to chat to you thank you so much and i will look forward to seeing you in the new year thank you <laughs>